Lord, fall on every wandering soul that we've had connections with and that that know our our uh, our heart uh, is for them as you are and uh, stir them and awaken them to to who you are for Jesus sake amen let's go
Uh, I remember uh, <clears throat> years ago, uh, Sister Lee, I thought it was a compliment, and she, she called, said, Bill, you're extraordinarily intense. And uh, I was kind of buoyed up. She said, I don't know if too many people are more intense than you are. And, and uh, I was kind of a, like I said, I felt good when she said anything nice, because she, she was a, a good friend, and you could tell her guy jokes, and she wouldn't be critical. Not a religious bone in her body, which is really, you know, if you're going to have a friend, or if you're going to get married, you, you have to watch that because sometimes you get caught in a snag. But, and, and I have been intense, uh, you know, I've had to, you know, in racquetball, I went out and spent $50 and worked for several weeks because this guy, you know, kind of pat me, he beat me, and he said, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're pretty good, a little fat right now, but you're, you're, you're coming. And, uh, and so my intensity to destroy and climb out of pride, and, you know, we don't have trouble. I mean, you see people painting their bodies to go to a, you know, to a Packers game or something, and they put cheese on their head and do all kinds of dumb stuff. But I'm going to ask you tonight, and please, because we're here for one purpose, to mature and be used uh, by the hand of God. Uh, there's no question from the standpoint of the knowledge that has come to us, it's, it's formidable. We have a great deal of the word here. And he wants it inside and, and, and it's, it's going to take an intensity. And my question tonight is, did you come in faith? Did you say, God, um, I don't want to just keep going through and because we do this on Wednesday night. Uh, if you come in faith, you can please God. If you show up, maybe you, you know, and I want to give you a little time to clear the ways on that because I don't, uh, I've had to, to remind myself what is not of faith is sin, you know. Just doing the same old thing is not uh, pleasing our God. And so as we get started tonight, I just kind of slow it down a minute or two and give you a chance to catch up if you just, if you just showed up. Because we've got to be here for a reason. And sometimes, I, the more specific it is, the more help you get from God if you mean it. But you, we all have to confess we're creatures of, we can be habituated and not, you know, really consecrated. Is that right? Is that offensive or is that the truth? Yeah, okay, thanks both of you. I appreciate it. And we can talk. I'm going to the nursery and these guys can rock and roll or something. But I, I read something today and, you know, you, in the, oh, I don't know how many months ago, I was talking about the fact that uh, the lamb was slain for, you know, before the meaning of, of the world. 
for the purpose. But what I was, what was amazing to me, that God has never been in a hurry. You know, when He gets in a hurry, it, it'll be finished. And when He spoke what He spoke, He can, He's waited for you and for me. I, if there's anything I appreciate, is His waiting to be gracious. Do you think that's true? It, it really is, and I, you know, and I'm not, you know, and today I, I know you share, some of you taught the little guy and you prayed for him and he's not a little guy anymore and he was, <laughs> anyway, to see God's work, to be alive, to see from down there to, to the walking truth and, and I want to, you know, he even talked about coming back here for reasons, he said, I want to come back and connect with some of the things that, that I, I don't uh, quite get. And he sat there and listened to a sermonette. You know, there was no offering from here. I just did it free, you know. <laughs> and, but God waits. He has time. Now, but what he does is thorough. And I'm going to read some things from uh, a, a, a man that came in really before Aristotle and the things that he said I, I thought I want more evidence I, there's evidence right in the word and there's evidence in your experience yeah, don't look around now honey you need to be concentrated yeah yeah that old school teacher influence comes back on me once in a while and I when kids doze off I want to you know. anyway um, listen to to what this man said 475 years before the Lord showed up. To God, everything is beautiful, good, and just. Humans, however, think some things are unjust and others are just. And then he, he says, <laughs> whoever can't see the unforeseen sees nothing. For the known way is an impasse. What you see with your eyes is an impasse, he's really saying. And, then he, and, and, and during his day, gods were worshipped. The mythological gods that never existed were worshipped. And here's what he says about them. And I have an inkling that he knew Christ. He may not have known what he knew, but when he mentions God at that state... He is beginning to wake up. Listen to it. If they are gods, why do you lament them? If you lament them, you must no longer regard them as gods. And that, that would be heretical uh, in, in the kind of society that he was in. And so, you know, you and I really, really need to fully appreciate the fact that when the lamb was slain, Abraham, I, the, the early people knew that they had help. They didn't, they, and, and to some of them it became almost palpable because God wants to be as clear as he can. All right, let's, uh, let's go to Ephesians 1. By the way, where he lived, he was over in, a, in Ephesus, okay? Let's go to Ephesus, Ephesians 1, if you would. And we've been here before, I think I even read it. 
this, some of this will be reviewed tonight. I hope a good part of it. But we still need to get a hold of it, okay? I'm going to read three verses out of there. And they all have to do with you and with me. All of them. So it's pertinent to you that you know this. You know. Verse 5. God, having predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, it was God's good pleasure to adopt you, adopt you as his. Somebody should say, thank you, Lord. You just sit there like somehow, you know, it was a bad meal. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it gets better. But maybe you say, well, I knew that. I don't think you knew it. I don't think it was down deep. I think it needs to get down deep because I knew it. But when I think that it was his pleasure to bring me in, listen to this, verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery of his will. Well, you know, we know that, that you woke up one day and found out when you were born again that God was in you. That's good stuff. The most miserable people out there are trying to find meaning on their own. The more miserable people are Christians who aren't really serious and intense about God. They're the most miserable. I know about them. Some of you know about them. Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. There it is again. He's pleased to do this. He's, it, 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 it invigorates God. I mean, <laughs> at least, <laughs> which he has purposed in himself. He purposed it in himself. Now, tonight we're going to talk about purpose. Your only purpose you don't have anything here on this earth to do but glorify God. That's your purpose. He may give you a sideline, you know, uh, John, uh, John, your dad, where is he, John Stephen, the big guy? Yeah, oh, you're here. Yeah, you, you were called to walk with God, and you happen to be just a pretty great engineer, you know. Those days are over. And, and, and they don't mean as much to you as the fact that you're a son of God and that God has said you're mine. And your, your purpose, it, it, God had to order it because he blessed it through and through. Is that right? Yep. So I don't want anybody in here to feel like that you can't take a trip this way and a trip that way and a trip whatever way you want to take. But you'd be a lot smarter if you knew that you knew what you were going to do, okay? Because you don't have anything better to do, and neither do I, but to glorify him. I, I wanted to, you know, I had all kinds of aspirations. Nobody cares, they're boring to you. But, but it's his pleasure to make you a part of his family. And if you're going the other way, you're not going to be a happy camper, Okay? You will be miserable, and some of you are. You're sitting in misery sometimes here. 
because uh, the vacillation and the, the, the lack of intensity. This thing is boring as it can be until we're fully in. Somebody should have said amen there too. I mean, you know what I'm, have you ever been to a, you know, I, I never went to a party and stayed long if it was boring. That's in the natural. Now let me tell you, here, here's something you need to know. You are, you are sacrificing, it's a great sacrifice you make to turn your soul and have it staying under Almighty God. That is a sacrifice. And if anybody tries to tell you and make whoop it up and say, well, you know, it's a walk in the park, you don't worry about it. No, there's no greater sacrifice than you make. But there's no greater reward. And along the way, you'll, you'll experience that reward. And uh, I, I'm... Anyway, according to the good pleasure which he's purpose in himself. He has purpose. If you don't, you don't get home. Well, you'll get there eventually. But it's going to be a long, long, long time. That's why I think God has a thousand years uh, during the millennial reign, because the glory of God will be there and those who made it at that time. Uh, aren't you glad he's He's kind of hum around and let you jingle, jangle, take a wrong exit, turn around, and, you know, when Betty and I travel, we've, we've had our worst fights. We've had some good ones. But we've had our worst ones over directions. And we have. You know, I, and I, I thought she was going to leave me once. She didn't. She was really cheering me on, but I was afraid because I was in... I love the day because um, I, I said, God, be all my life, no matter where I am, if I can get there, I'm never going to pass a, a, a child's uh, lemonade stand. And I was in the middle of, of Vancouver, and we were trying to find a place, and this guy said, I don't think you can get there from here. Uh, there's no way. <laughs> well, I... I looked across the street. I was on this side, and there was a thing in the middle. I think I've told this story maybe once. And I drove over the embankment to get into the place where the little kid was selling uh, the uh, lemonade. Because one day, I was disappointed. They passed my stand. And I, I was bothered by that. And so I had some lemonade that day. And when you make a promise to little children, you want to keep them. You know, God doesn't forget that. So, you know, they, your children think that you're committed uh, to Christ, you know. And they'll, they'll look to you and some of you here with the children, they're, you're God to them right now. They don't know God, but they know their dad, their mother, and you are God. That's the way it is. So, and, and that's important for everyone to know. And you can't be God. <laughs> what happens to you is you're converted. You turn to him and say, help. <laughs> Would you say, could you say amen to that, gentlemen, ladies? Yeah. Verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, that's when time, as we've seen it, 
by the clock, we'll be fully in God time. Now, we should be in God time all the time, but we, we do show up at 7, sometimes 7, 10, or whatever. But there's a great gathering in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Here's what he's going to do. He will gather together in one all things in Christ. You know, I met Eugene and, uh, and Peter uh, Froloff, and I knew immediately that they were sons. They were in the How many people have had that experience? You meet somebody, you know immediately. They're, they're, I belong. We belong to each other. And it's wonderful when it's that way, isn't it? And then you learn, I had to tell, I was on the phone with Eugene, I said, just hush a minute, hush now, I want to talk to you. He was telling me all about the Ukraines, the culture, and I said, I, I don't have time for all that, but I do have time for this. Talking about refugees. And he said, oh, what about Whitestone? You're going to let a lot of people come in there? And uh, how many people, somebody wants to know how many you're letting in. I said, we don't have a lot of room. And I went to a couple of people and they absolutely said no. And that's okay. Because God is building a family and it will, it will be seen in his time, okay? Not clock time as we know it. Everybody tries to figure it out, but Jesus doesn't know. He might gather together and want all things in Christ which are both in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according, here it is again, to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Here's my question. How do you feel? And I got a, I spoke part of this word the other night, I got a, a, a nice uh, response, you know. But I want to ask you, how do you feel about the peace you have inside because of the purpose that you're giving to God himself? You know, how do you feel about that? And that's personal. That's, that's your business. And most of this, you got to do by yourself. Sometimes it feels like solitary confinement, you know, behind, I mean, here. And it's wonderful when you get a brother or sister that'll encourage you. But you know, our people tune into this and that, and they go everywhere they can go to try to find um, uh, somebody who can change them. And, and, and I, I would say I've had a few situations that influence. But in the early days, they were saying, have you heard this guy? Have you heard that? Have you heard that? And really, there's nobody you're going to hear. Nobody. That's going to work with you like you can work with God yourself. Please don't uh, um, dissipate your energy and the intensity of what you really like, because everybody in the room is intense. Somebody just show it. I just, I just happened to, you know, I was a runner in that. But you're all intense. When you want something, you want it. 
these little children, occasionally we need to say, could you wait for the adults before? And if we said, we're only going to have so many uh, uh, wafer bars or whatever they go for, they're there. You don't have to, you know, they get up there quick. How quick are you to respond when you hurt somebody or you're cynical inside? Are you quick to respond to the Holy Spirit who's there? He doesn't miss a thing. Now, and you know, <laughs> the, the pain in this is that he's imputed no sin to you. He's imputed also righteousness to you without you having to work for it. Now, if you just sit in your chair and never, never intensify the, the, the relationship and you don't offer yourself, then you're not going to grow. And you just have to find your way in areas. And you'll be a very dull boy or girl. We have been. You know. There's no way to substitute getting out of the purpose of God. Okay? You know, you, you've heard it. I mean, uh, and we all know all things work together for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. You're sitting with a promise of a glorified body, and if you're indifferent to that, all you do is elongate the time. I don't want to, I don't want somebody to say, Bill, You've worked fairly hard, but it's, uh, we've got about two years left <laughs> in regard to this thousand years. You've, been, you, you've lived 998 years, uh, <laughs> and you haven't really moved much. You've been somewhat, and I don't know what's going on on the other side. I don't. I know that now is the most important time for us. Don't you believe that? And we're starting to get it, you know. We're starting to see it with a, with a level of reality. And so, uh, let's go to um, uh, First Thessalonians. But if you're offering, and you know that you have to come up with, an ev with evidence... The evidence you come up with is your love. And you can't love God and you can't love anybody. I don't, I don't, the young people here have to know this. It's, you know, it's not that you meet the right girl and you meet the right guy and things are going to work out because, oh boy, no. You, I've said this, please hear it. <laughs> you do not know how to be a friend. You do not know how to be a husband, a wife. I've said this. I, I, am, I am under the constant surveillance and the help of God to, to come closer and more perfect to God's level of what it means to be a husband. You know, and I've got, I, you know, I, 
there are times when I'm, de I'm desperate. I say, God, where are you? And you know, and, and I know that I, I can hear the snickering in the background from the angels. He doesn't, he's constant. You've preached that, Bill. God doesn't run off and leave you. He's with you all the time. And, and so this becomes a, a central thing, the purpose. And let me say this too, this will help you. Anybody's hurting, anybody comes and you see, I look at a face sometime and people are distraught and I say, are you okay? You know, and I know very well they're not, but they don't want to talk about it. So sometimes you just have to leave them alone and sometimes I, most of the time I try. But other times I don't because I, I'd rather have a little conflict and saying, well, you just, you need, something's eating you. You know, something is, is bothering you down deep. And, you know, you want to be careful. And if you have a life of prayer and, and I, can, can stay away from your good deeds, God will show you and he'll bring them around when they need to come. But everything you do has to do with meaning. What does this mean? Now, I, I think I, I gave this to a few people. And did I, did I give it to Kathy or did I give it to you yesterday? Well, here it is. Many ordinary illnesses are nothing but the expression of a serious dissatisfaction with life. I get sick sometimes when I don't like what's going on, you know? But here's the big one for everybody in the room. Sickness may be the solemn occasion of God's intervention in a person's life. Okay? You get sick, you don't want to do this job, or you've gone through it and through it, and, and you're just, you know, you're not happy with life, and you don't like your own inability not to do something. Mel Patton, the fastest runner in the world at the time, ran nine free. It was beautiful, beautiful. Was he good? And he threw up every time he ran. He said he hated it. He was running with Mel Beach. I, I hitchhiked down to see him. He had those, those, uh, um, I, uh, those trunks. Mel Beach was a big black guy, and everybody said, he's going to outrun Mel Patton. I said, nobody will outrun Mel Patton. And I was the fastest guy in my school. I wanted to see him run. And Mel, Mel Patton threw up three times before the race. And, and in those days, you could jump the gun. And Lloyd LeBeach, this big, good-looking black guy, was very fast. He, he was beaten by, by Mel Patton about that much. But, he, but Mel said to him, if you jump the gun one more time, we're not going to run. And uh, now you jump the gun, you're out of the race. So nobody, if they're, if they're going to win, they do it now. But, uh, you know... God has called you, and you have a specific purpose ahead of you. And, 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 and dear ones, right here in this room, there are individuals who, who've already begun to indicate the meaning and the purpose that God had for them, you know? And you know it. You sit here knowing that this was the place for you to be. You know, and I, I teased, uh, I said to 
uh, I think I, I don't think I yelled at her, but I, I said to to uh, Karen uh, Keller the other day. She said something about what was going on, and I I said, Karen, you know, you, if you were a a millionaire, God wouldn't have dropped you and left you somewhere. You have you have already. I didn't say this to her. But she knew it. I didn't have to tell her. If you've, been, if you've been on the path of the just with God, you know very well that you are doing a purposeful thing. If God is with you, he will show you, and you will be content sometimes in very desperate and difficult places. You know. I've had to tell some of the guys, these wonderful men that God has brought along, that are getting the understanding of dying and have died along the way. Just hanging around with me for the first four or five years should put a lot of stars in their crown. But let me tell you this. When, when you understand that you are called only to do the will of God, then you won't mess with growth. You'll be in the most difficult hours of your life in regard to offering, if you don't offer, it doesn't mean anything. But it's a sacrifice. It's a major sacrifice. And people sometimes think, who are called of God, well, if I can just get out of this community, boy, my... And they get out and they find out that God hasn't gone away. Where is he? He's still shadowing me. I can feel him. I told my grandson today, I said, Evan, I said, Evan, you... Uh, there's been, God has had a great bloodhound right on your heels everywhere you've gone. And he, he was silent for a minute, and I, I think it resonated, you know. I asked him, I said, look, I don't want to keep you. You've got things to do. He said, well, I've got a class in about 15 minutes, but thank you so much. And you know how much that meant to me? Because he was blind, dead dog, gone. But nobody runs from God. He'll find you. You know, he knows where you live. All right, grace unto you and peace. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly. I think I may have read that the other day. And, and the charity of every one of you toward each other abounds. Now, that was a church. Thessalonia had to be a phenomenal church because he said you grow, your growth in faith is exceeding. And secondarily, the charity, and I, I think I told you, and some of you may not have been here, but, but what I told you was that uh, Tyndale was burned at the stake. They choked him to death first, which was kind. Then they burned him because he used the word charity. Among, well, actually, he translated the Bible in the language that an individual can understand. And he, he was very excited about that. But it cost him 
when he used the word love. So you're, you and I are, are behind uh, great men and women of God who died who didn't really have the revelation and the understanding that you have right this minute. Some of those great ones didn't know that. They thought, we, we've got to get out there and preach. If we don't get out and preach, God could lose people. They're going into hell. Hell, they're going into hell. They needed to go into hell. Everybody's got to spend some time in hell. You know, right now in some places, I, I just say, go ahead and go to hell. You'll be back. And so, if your faith is growing and, and your love, what does he say? Yeah, Second Thessalonians. They, they, they'll find it. Betty's on the housing committee. She wants you to get home sometime. And he says, and every one of all of you, each aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and the tribulations that you endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you suffer. You know, and, and you've heard me say, anybody says, well, I'm not worthy. Yeah, say you're not. No, you're not. Don't worry about that. But you can be by your attentiveness to giving yourself. Do you think it's a minor thing? For somebody to give themselves to God, I'm all in. I only want to hear and know him. Folks, it's possible for you. It's possible for you to know and know you know. It really is. That's what this is about, is growing growing and they're suffering at it don't I wouldn't kid you God the devil gives it to you up front you can have a great party you know but God waits he waits to see if there's a love relationship coming and and, and we know that we've spent too much time loving ourselves all right 2 Corinthians 4, you've heard this before. And, and I'm, I'm reading it because uh, Archer Torrey said some things that I thought was really wonderful. In 2 Corinthians 4, he said, uh, I'm at verse 8. You've, we've read this over and over. But uh, please, Father, let us hear it again the right way in our hearts. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord, that the life also might be manifest in our local body, in our, <laughs> in our body. Uh, you get up in the morning, you, you give yourself to God. You don't know what's coming. I had no idea. I had terrible disappointment this afternoon and the joy uh, of, of my accidental phone call. 
God can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. I was ticked off one time. I had a terrible fever, and I said, God, I don't believe this thing of the, you know, of you're gonna, the, the healing. I've never seen it. I've never been around it. And I was, I, I, I don't know how bad the, t the temperature was, but it was ugly, and I, I think I told you. And I was sitting there, and I was sweating mad, and said, would you please take this away? And bam, it went like that. Scared the something out of me. I got on my knees. I said, forgive me, God, for being, you know. Because he can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. He can shut the door on creation. When he starts to gather his family, it's not going to take him long. You haven't waited that long. We, I don't, you know, I'm certainly no Moses and we haven't been around the mountain, you know. You've accomplished a lot of things. We've done a lot of very dumb things. I did. I know I did. And, and I don't want to confess all of them because every once in a while, God says, you know, I'll take care of that. You speak about imputed righteousness. Don't talk about yesterday. But when he says, there is another time that Paul speaks about a difficult hour. Does any of you remember what he said? Anybody, just uh, say it. Do you recall? It's the worst thing that can happen. And it happened to St. Paul. This is a Christian group. I know you know. Anybody? Despair of life. What? Despair of life. What does it mean to despair of life? Let's get some definitions of that. Maybe he, did he have a migraine? Did he break his, what, what was it? Anyone? It's so bad, I don't want to live. I've never come to that. I came, I came to where I said, you know, I come close. You haven't come to that, have you? Sometimes, you know, I think when you're sick and really sick, you, you say, I'd be better, you know, I don't know if I'm going to last through this. That gets close to it. But you know, T. Austin Sparks said, I, I, I don't, I, I know some of you may have read it. He may have read it because he says it this way. This is terrible, but I've quit, and I've quit, and I've quit. And, and then, and it was a terrible thing for Paul to say. What happened to him? What happened to him that he stayed around? It was God. It was his father that kept him. And he can keep you regardless of what your immediate frame is all about. You need to believe that. I need to believe that. I thought, I, I, have you ever been in a situation and you say, well, it, it never gets, you know, we, we were talking about a comedian who said, this is the worst, you know. <laughs> but, but for Paul... That had to be the worst. So this is a sacrifice. All right. I, anyway, I, I want to I go to... Um, I'm going to read a scripture too. Because in the midst of this difficulty and sacrifice, God says uh, 
through his son, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, and then Jesus says on another occasion, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. And it takes the Holy Spirit in you and me to understand the contradiction of that. Because in the middle of him dividing and, 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 and taking you and me places where we've never been inside, where we're broken. And I, I was kind of ashamed of myself today because I bit down hard and didn't want to sob. And I've prayed so long. I wanted to just rejoice and dance and there's nobody to dance with and I've got a bum leg and can't dance well anymore either. But, but God is going to take you and in the middle of the most horrendous thing. With, you see it with women who give babies. It's probably the closest approximation to that. Probably. And I didn't say I know. That's why I don't trust male you know, doctors who deliver babies. And, you know, I don't know. Joy, do you? You've seen some good ones, have you? Yes. Yeah. I would trust a woman if I had a baby. I, you know, well, honey, this is going to happen. Now. You don't know what you're talking about. You know. He's going to give you peace that you've never seen. And when Archer told me, Archer said this, Bill, he says, there's something in peace. And I, I've been looking at it, and then, oh, my goodness. I mean, Shalom. You know, I've, I've kind of got, you know, people say shalom, and, you know, they want to be Israelis or something, and, and they're kind of religious. I've never paid a lot of attention to it. But the word shalom, it, it's an all-encompassing thing. And, you know, we see, you know, Paul writes his letters, uh, grace and peace be with you, grace and peace, grace and peace. And then, but Peter said something, and he says, may peace be multiplied. I think that's what Jesus was saying. Not that the world gives you. And you know as well as I do. In, in a level of fear, uh, I don't know, uh, the car rolls or some terrible things happen and you might be screaming and terrified. And then the peace. God's there to quell the tide of your difficulty. See, today was a wonderful moment for me because I preached that nobody's lost, and I believe that. But it still feels and hurts when they, they turn their back on God and they're hurting themselves, doesn't it? They're our friends. But God <laughs> wants you to have a purposeful peace. You can't go forward unless you trust that God's going to stay with you all the way. You know. I mean, people are talking about firing, firing squads and camps and stuff because that's, they've got a, they've got a preacher locked in, in a cage. Uh, and he was kind of a bit of a fanatic and it, just because he had a loudspeaker and he'd go to a park and preach. They locked him up. He can't get out. And there's a whole group of people trying to help him. 
And we have no idea, you know, what's ahead for. I'm going to read. Uh, one more thing regarding this thing of, uh, of peace, if I can find it. Well, I must have left it out. It's in, uh, well, where's my, I don't have a Bible here or anything. Uh, I need a big one. Well, somebody turned to uh, 27, uh, Isaiah 27. I can't quote the whole thing. You got a big writing there, you got it? it it's talking about the, that's one of the spots. There's so much that's, that's really good in there. I can't believe I ran off without it, but here it is. In Isaiah 27. Okay. Um, we've read this many times. In that day, the Lord with his sore and great and strong sword shall perish, shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. It's not Puff, the magic dragon that they sang about, but it's a dragon, and God's going to destroy him. He's not going to be around forever. And in verse 2 it says, In that day sing you unto her a vineyard of red wine. I, the Lord, do keep it. That's grace and mercy. I will water it every moment. That's constancy. Lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. Fury is not in me. Who would set briars and thorns against me in battle, I would go through them. I would burn them all together. And then he says this, Or let him take hold of my strength, that he may make peace with me. You will never be happy with you. You can never have any contentment of going forward. Please, not a time to, to disrupt back there. Not a time. You can never really know the peace of God. You'll never know it unless you take hold of the strength of God and tell him that you belong to him and that you don't want to wander, you don't want to go up, down, sideways, and that you can't do it. That's the peace that passes understanding. You know, you can get peace with, uh, you know, some will do it with a little wine or a, uh, <laughs> their favorite song or a variety of natural things. But the settling influence of your God is not going to be yours. It hasn't been mine until he and I were one. It's not, it's not a real happy story, but it's the truth. I, I've not always been thrilled that I couldn't absolutely go my way. And, and the, the, the bottom line here is we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do it. But he does. He does. And it's health. 
It's prospect. You know, we're, we're sitting in the middle of, of, of that promise. You know, because I know that the news you don't like. But the truth of the matter is, the peace that has come and the prosperity that's come, the health, the strength, it says, take hold of his strength. And then he says, he's talking to me, and he's talking to you. And then Jacob will come, and he'll take root, but he'll be Israel. And the world will be filled with fruit. That's your destiny. Your destiny isn't for you. My destiny, destiny isn't for me. It's for him. And I wish, um, you know, I, <laughs> I always wanted to believe that Archer, you know, I could talk to him and tell him that uh, I'm getting the idea, you know. I, I really understand this piece. But I know he knows it, you know. And here it is. It means completeness and soundness, welfare. It comes from the root word shalem, which means to make amends. And my suggestion tonight is if there's anyone you know that you need to close in on and pay them for what you've stolen or... Uh, a difficulty that you'd say, God, help me, help me to, to have the kind of peace that I can, I can go and say, I, what I did, I'm sorry for, forgive me. And I need that too. And I can think of a couple of things on the spot. And if, if somebody go to the piano and we'll close this service, we won't even pray, but I, let's sing it where you sit uh, peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. Where's our pianist? Is he with a baby? Are, are you? Okay, all right.
it wouldn't be good for God to give us uh, something before the time. You don't give a 12-year-old a Lamborghini or they're not working heavy equipment. And God is not going to give you uh, some of the desires of your heart until you're trustworthy, till I'm trustworthy. Some of the things that, 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 that wait for you are there because you're not committed to the will of God. And he will not allow you to hurt yourself and think you're someplace, live in delusion. I've lived in, in a delusional area. You've heard a little bit about it. I mean, we went into, I mean, we stopped traffic in New York. You know, hundreds of thousands of people were stopped. I thought we were doing something. We weren't. It was human effort. And so let's sing it again. Stand. And when we finish, you can drift out of here. Tell somebody you love them if you do. Let's sing it again. You're going to need the peace. I'll guarantee you that. Whatever's ahead, if you're going forward, I'm going to need more than I have right now. But God is faithful and he'll give it to you in the midst of this. He's done that on the way he's done it and he'll be there if you're there in the right heart in the right way lord bless you